What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous. How are you doing, sir? Doing amazing. Indubitably. Indubitably. It's been so long since I said that. <laughs> Two inspirational stories to start your Monday off right. Tim, what do you got? Man, my first one is awesome. So I know I've asked you the other day because we were supposed to record, but we didn't. But have you heard of the free black woman's library? I don't remember you asking me this, and the answer is no. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> no, both. All right, man. So um, I don't want to mess up her name, but Akanumau Wow. So I'm going to call her AK because, again, I don't want to butcher her name. She's doing some amazing things. So she now just received the funding for an all-woman's black library. She raised over 100000 on GoFundMe. This story start, I'm starting the story off just like that because that sounds amazing in itself, but it didn't start there. This has been a very long journey, man. So we're going to go back about seven years ago. She was protesting and fighting for equal rights, protesting against police brutality, and she was getting worn out, and she was trying to think of new ideas. What else can I do for my community that can help? So what she decided was, you know what? I'm going to build a library and, and walk around to different neighborhoods. It's going to be a, a traveling library. She had comic books. She had children's books. She had any type of book, basically. She just wanted the goal of 100. And then books after, are heavy. She was carrying these around? Rolling around with it, man, in a cart, bro. <laughs> and then this is a, it went from 100 books. She's carrying, she's rolling around. She, yeah, she had like a cart, 100 bro. books she's 100 pushing. books. Comic books, like they're not all How thick old novels. How is she? She like the best, is she in shape? <laughs> is she an Olympic athlete? I'm just, like, I'm not trying to make jokes. No, like, man, she's real, average... like 100 books are heavy. No, no, facts, bro. She, this... <laughs> 100 books are heavy. You're 100% right, but it quickly became 1,000 books. Really oh, quick. oh, okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It started off with 100 books, but it kept growing. She kept adding journals, and I don't know what zines are, but she had all kind of different types of books. Then she ended up you know, having a vehicle that she was driving around in her community with these books. So if anybody wanted a book, they could get one from her because they didn't have access to a library in these communities, right? So she just kept doing these pop-ups all across her city, not, got out of her neighborhood and started doing these pop-ups whenever she got more books. And obviously people started recognizing her. Kids started coming up to her. And it got to the point where she was like, you know what? I want to do more. What can I do? She started realizing some of these books that she had, you know. She had a lot of uh, African-American literature. And then she realized, you know, not a whole lot of woman books. So she started asking people, hey, can you trade me for, you know, some woman authors? I would love to read about any type of woman author, a book from a woman author. So people started trading her books. And then she ended up with, you know, thousands of books by woman authors, African-American woman authors, which she loved. And then she started getting other books by woman authors from different cultures, and she's loving them. So then it started to be to a point where I need a permanent place. What can I do? She ended up doing the GoFundMe. The community came together. They raised the money quickly. And now not only does she have that money for an infrastructure for this library, they're also going to... They're also looking to purchase a van so she can still continue to drive around from community to community to promote this all-woman's black library. Anybody can go in and rent a book, but you're going to see authors from places you've never even heard of, and it's all-woman, man. I think this is awesome. I can't wait to go to New York to go to this library once it gets all situated. She's in New summer. York? Yes, sir. Where, like, they haven't found that. They're looking for a place in New York in somewhere. Like New York City or New York State? New York City. And there's not access to a library? New it, York, what are you doing? Man... It's, I don't know what's going on in these neighborhoods, bro. <laughs> this reminds me of the story we did last year. Of in New York, they were putting a book vending machine in every borough. 
help people get access to books and they were all like a lot of them were people of color like minority books heroes reading and stuff different languages because people didn't have access to books there's how many millions of people in there we can't get access to a library come on new york and even better she took the initiative on her own and now she is stepping up and being what she needed in the community Brooklyn, New York is where, where she's from. I got family from Brooklyn. Still living there. Hello. <laughs> That's crazy. Libraries are awesome. Just to re libraries, you can go in there, you can use the internet, different book selections, you can do research. Libraries have everything. Access to like free newspapers. It's knowledge, man. Access to knowledge. Yeah, library is one of the most audio meditation. JP is grateful for libraries. There we go. <laughs> Quick well, segment today. Man, like we can transition right now because honestly, my sister hit me up like four days ago. I was like, "Hey, you got a library card?" I'm like, "No, what are you talking about?" That's the thing. I was. I have a library card. Audiobooks, free. Even movies. That's what she told me. She's like, "Yo, I'm running kid movies. We used to watch for them all the time on uh, from the library." I'm like, "What?" This See, is I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, me either, man. But she did tell me about the audio books. That was part of it too, because she was telling me about this book she bought me that I haven't read yet. Cause, I mean, you know, <laughs> and she was like, "Look, if you don't read it, I need it because I'm gonna read it. Somebody's doing like a book club over it online, and she's like a fan of them, so I'm gonna have to read this book or give it back. One of the two. But yeah. Yeah. Libraries. Huh. Awesome. This is audio meditation, one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook things like libraries. How does Brooklyn not have a library? I mean, I'm pretty sure they do, but it's probably like, you gotta think, most of... I thought Brooklyn was bougie now. Now? I don't, bro, no. <laughs> Maybe some parts, but no. <laughs> That's just crazy to me. Yeah, bro. In all reality, you got to think, though, man. Like, there's all these people that are there. They probably have, like, two libraries for all the millions of people that are there. Most of these kids aren't going to be able to get to a library. If they can get to it, they're not going to be allowed to get in. So at the end of the day, whenever you got people in their community creating vending machines like, like they need. did last year and people creating, you know, a freaking mobile library like she did, that's what we need. It sucks that we have to step up like that, but I'm glad that we have people in the community that do. We need libraries like we need gas stations. Agreed. To an extent. Hot I don't read hot, so much, bro. <laughs> hot takes with JP. That's, I, I'm staying on the story. We're not, we're not transitioning yet. She was, she was pushing the books around yeah, on the small Brooklyn sidewalks. Yeah, man. She would you know, set up a little pop-up, push them over there, get a little How table. How old is this going. chick? Is she like an Olympic athlete? No, nah, I mean, she's a normal woman. I don't actually, it doesn't Are we talk sure about she's age, not man. Superwoman? I mean, she's Wonder Woman in my eyes, Superwoman. She's part of the Justice League. <laughs> I mean, that's just not, that's not something easy. Of course the community loves her because she's going out to them and reaching out. I hope the community loves her, man. She got 100K. The community has to love her. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you grateful for, Tim? Man, honestly, I'm grateful for segments like this. Whenever we get to talk about, you know, things that we don't normally do, like myself, I don't normally read, and to see you get so, like, Wired, it's like me getting wired about running. <laughs> you know how he talked about, you know, those buttons. <laughs> so, all right, speaking of that, we've been telling politicians you got to listen to this podcast because you get ideas from the community that you should implement that will get you reelected. Who's ever running in Brooklyn? Get a library made. 
Man, you say it again. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Push those politicians to get some li- more libraries made if there is any over there. I'm not taxes, sure. like we're all paying them. We pay our little sales taxes or property taxes, all that fun stuff. That money is for us. It's for the community. It's for schools. It's for roads. It's for libraries. Brooklyn, who's ever who's ever the representative is over there. City council members, we just voted here in Oklahoma City like two days, three days ago last week, so six days ago. Mm-hmm. Vote for people that want libraries. If you're a politician listening, get a library in your town or state. I'm done. I'm done. That's just crazy to me. I thought they were in like rural New York somewhere. They're in New York City. They can't get a library. <laughs> they got this lady out here doing the work. She is an inspiration. I can't like, I like to read. I'm not pushing a thousand books, my guy. <laughs> it's not happening. That is not easy. Trust me, man. We're, these people are better than us, man. Trust me. I've realized that a long time ago. People are turning in millions of dollars, bro. <laughs> All right. So to my inspirational story, it's about a man named Kenny Carpenter. He's 48. He's had a hell of a life. And he's a comedian, and he is a special education teacher. When he was younger, he went through the foster system. His mother had mental health problems, couldn't take care of him. He went through 13 different foster homes growing up. And because of that, he was like, I'm going to use everything bad that happens in my life. When he was 13, he said this, I'm going to turn it into an advantage. I'm not going to let anything stop me. So he was like, just because I've been through so many homes means I'm a better people person because I can fit in anywhere. You want to go hang out with some Hispanics? I got you. You want to go hang out with the old folks? I can fit in there too. Young white kids, black people, it doesn't matter. I'm black. I've been through all these homes. I can hang out with anybody. All my situations did is they gave me strength to be able to interact with anyone. So whenever he got out, he had a lot of different types of jobs. He ended up working at a restaurant. But he would go around and he would start, he would do comedian work. He would make jokes about the struggles he went through. And the point of all his comedy was at the end, you would feel good about yourself. Like, this guy went through all this. He made me laugh. He made me believe in myself. That was his passion. But he was just working at a restaurant, like, side gig. He was like, I'm just happy to have a job. All I've been through. Eventually, he was like, man, I got to be more. Got to be more. So he was like, the one group I haven't been around is the people with disabilities. I have patience, I have humor. Why don't I hang around them? I learn what they go through, and then I make, you know, comedy. I help them out, I bring people together through the comedy. That's what he started doing. Around that same time, he started gaining weight. At 35, he weighed 400 pounds. Ouch. And then he started lifting weights, dieting, running. Yes! (laughs) Sorry, running. (laughs) And now he weighs 175, 180. Solid. At like 48 years old. And so he took, he used all that, and he's in the classroom. He does motivational speeches to the other classrooms. He always helps the children. And he, every, now he does, he doesn't just talk about his trauma and his comedy jokes. He talks about people with disabilities and how they can fit in anywhere. He goes in these classrooms, it's like, oh, you, you know, these people with disabilities, they get called funny names, but did you know they're also your classmate, they're also your schoolmate? He has autism, but he also taught himself piano. He has an, a, 
a recital coming. You should go to it. All of a sudden, all the kids at the high school are going to it because he's because this carpenter is out here just motivating people with comedy and getting people and bringing them together. So that's my skill in life. I went through things so that I can connect other people. And I just thought that was kind of inspirational. Very. Very inspirational. I like that guy. <laughs> I, I would like to meet him one day. So yeah, Kenny Carpenter, 48 years old. Real MVP. Living in Virginia, doing the right thing in these high schools. Didn't get as worked up as the first story. But you know, it's all good. It's a Monday. Everyone's, I like it, man. Everyone's a little worked up on a Monday. Hopefully, you get past whatever you're going through and you guys get motivated. Yeah, hopefully this inspires you to get over your... Uh, Monday blues. Yeah, there you go. I always got them. <laughs> what do you got for a quote before we get out of here? Man, Tom? one of my favorite ones. It's okay to be a glow stick. Sometimes we have to break before we shine. Just like Mr. Carpenter. Do Savis, quotes by Tim. If you want to support the podcast, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star review helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world. We also have a Patreon, where if you subscribe, you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. And we take all of our Patreon money and our sponsorship money, and we donate every single month when we do our favorite positive news stories of that month. And whoever the Patreon tells us to donate to, that's exactly where we donate to. We're out. Stay positive.